so, um, did the worst thing in the world to the child today. The seven-year-old, not the baby. They were playing hide-and-seek, and I had already gotten into a little bit of GURP stash, so me and the baby were just chilling and watching Ninja Turtles. But they're playing hide-and-seek, and Emily finally finds the child and says, It's my turn. I'm gonna go hide. And he goes, Okay, turns around to count, and then Emily promptly left to go vote. <laughs> she left the entire house to go vote. And this boy ran around for an entire hour looking for her as she was off voting. He did, it was amazing seeing the tactics he came up with. He was like, Mom, Ripley's crying. No, she's not. Dang it. Okay, um, Mom, I'm crying. Better prove it. Mom! You're, that's not real. I, it was so choice. It's like, I'm the mom police. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load. A load of BS, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS. The greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B, to the LAKE, that's right, it's Blake Tanner. Yes, and the S. The man whose toddy is never body. The man with the shuffle. And the stuff. (laughs) I've drank a lot of whiskey already. It's Scotty Moore. This is gonna be one of those episodes, aren't they, Blake? Because you're in a state because of whiskey, and I'm in a state because of GURP. GURP stash has taken me to a mythical land. I'm above the clouds, as it were. Oh, did Gurp leave his weed with you? No, we can't. It was not. <laughs> Gurp's stash is all it is. And oh, Gurp's I, secret stuff. Gurp's, I had a little bit of Gurp's secret stuff. So much so that when I was doing the intro, I might have possibly had a slight, small, out-of-body experience where I was looking down on myself doing the intro like... He's fucking nailing it right now. He's killing it right now, dude. (laughs) And you know what? That just means we're probably going to have the best episode ever or the absolute worst episode that goes up in smoke. You guys get ready for it at home. Y'all know. Y'all are flipping the coin along with us. Like, am I about to really waste this hour or not? Like, I saw a quote from famed podcaster Justin McElroy, and he was like, Make sure to treat your audience with respect. Understand they're using their time to listen. Don't waste it. And I was like, we've wasted (laughs) quite a lot, multiple times. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, many years of people's lives. Already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Full (laughs) full on. Um, But, Blake, we are planning a big, big trip to the Disney World, a trip that I convinced you to do while at Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, because full on, we were like, we can just get free tickets to Universal. It's okay. I took two steps into Galaxy's Edge and was like, we're fucking going. I don't care. I'm about to build the fuck out of a droid. Plus, we how many times have we been to Universal at this point? 
I, me as a person, I've been so much that it's no longer like going to a fun over-the-top theme park. It's like going to my uncle's vacation lodge. That's what it's like. Like, I will ride the Simpsons ride and be above this beautiful lake with all of these magnificent tableaus on the horizon. And I'm like, oh, Uncle Craig's cleaned up. This is nice. Look at that. I really got mad when Uncle Craig took out Fear Factor, but it's okay. You know what? I I remember when Uncle Craig killed that shark for good, and I was real pissed <laughs> off. Because that yeah, was yeah. my favorite shark. Um, yeah, I have not been anywhere near as much as you, but at this point, I could plan my universal trip out to a T. Because oh, I yeah. do know where everything is and what I want to do, and I have just enough time to be sad that Jaws isn't there anymore. No, straight up. Like, I've got game plans when it comes to most theme parks that I've visited quite a bit. It's full on, like, walk in. Now we go to, uh, we go ride, uh, Spider-Man. If Spider-Man's got too long of a wait, keep walking. Kong's probably got a short line, we ride that. Then we, like, I've got it planned out to the T. Like, then you get on the train and you go the fuck over. But yeah, Disney still has magic no matter what. Don't matter which theme park. I, I guess maybe... Animal Kingdom is the only one that don't have much magic. Which I don't understand at all. Why it's I don't got like animals, it's a kingdom, Rafiki's Planet Watch has a petting zoo. I don't like animals that much. If it was like Baby Kingdom and I could go hang out and like hang with babies for a long time, I'd be good. But I don't like animals that much. You get to ride a train to a petting zoo, Scotty. What are you not getting? Oh, shit. I didn't get to tell you about this. When I went to Disneyland, I did message you saying I'm riding the train for you because you love trains more than any sane human being should. Here's the thing. I assume you've ridden the train at Disney World. Yeah, it goes all the way around. Well, there's one point at in the Disneyland one that's like, and now we're going to take a trip back in time to the Jurassic era. And I said, what? <laughs> what? I just wanted to enjoy the sights and sounds. But no, there's like a full fucking animatronic display with T-Rexes and shit at one point on this calm train ride. Holy shit. Hold on. Disney, yes! What? Blake's like, we gotta go to Disneyland! Fuck fuck Universal, fuck everything else! We're gonna take a different plane ride! I mean, it's got trains and dinosaurs. What's not to fucking love right there? That That's it. That's the best. That's the bit. Oh no, I'm talking- I'm ready to just talk about Disney World now. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I did want to get us prepped for the trip, which is why I did go to the LSD Reddit- and found tripping at Magic Kingdom is a must 2017. For some reason, I don't know why, but I I switched both of those letters, and I thought you were like, oh, I went to the uh, LDS subreddit to see what my old Latter-day Saint (laughs) buds are going to get into in Disney World. It's like, yeah, even Mormons can go to Disney. Now, this this is the weirdest opening line. First off, me and my family like doing acid together, so this is about our first family acid trip. So here's the report. You've got a fucking cool family. (laughs) The day before, I'd gone to a rave and did Molly at Life in Color, which was great, and I'm kind of tired since my dad had me drive my friends back home and then back to Disney. So we drop it for... Drop the acid. They drop the LSD. Yes, I I do know what that means, Scotty. I've... 
they they just all pass out simultaneously. You know, I don't I don't have a GURPS, but I have a blurps that has told me all about what it's like to have done acid. I know all about the glorious world that is LSDs. Oh, oh, Blurps has dropped a couple, a couple before. What is that? Go- What's this fucking goofy boy? Oh, I've tried LSD. <laughs> well, this is just Blurps here. It's the alter ego that does the drugs. So we drop it for, and my stepsister and I do one and a half tabs as my stepmom does one and my dad does two. Yeah, dead job. Dad has built up a tolerance. Do you think LSD is almost like when the dad gets, like, the biggest hunk of turkey at Thanksgiving dinner? He's like, save me the biggest tab. Dad gets the big tab of acid. I assume that's right. It's like how dads build up, a like, a tolerance to eating the most. No matter how much you pile on your yeah. plate, your dad gets more. Mm-hmm. We drop at Pirates in the beginning of the queue, and all I feel is a buzz as we get on the ride. Then as we get off, we head to where Splash Mountain is, which was closed. So we instead get some drinks as we're starting to have it kick in. This point, still a little st- skeptical of the tabs I got, since I got them for $5 and got 10 We then head to a boat that leads to this island that's not even far, and as I'm in the boat, I see the visuals a little on some logs. Then when we get to the island, which for some reason took forever, it really kicks in. We go through this cave, and it's it's crazy because it's very uneven, and there's barely any light. We all keep laughing as my dad goes, where the fuck are we? We then see pretty lights and stand there for admiring them and then get out of this confusing cave tunnel. Where the fuck is this? I've never been here at Disney World. Which one Which one did they say? Uh, they said they got on a boat and it went through a tunnel with lights in it. Splash Mountain? No, like, it's an actual boat. As we head out, we spot logs on water that move super crazy, and you walk on them. Wait, what the fuck? Are they playing Frogger in real life now? Oh, did they go to Tom Sawyer Island? I guess that's what that is, but I don't remember having to take a boat to Tom Sawyer Island. It's the rafts that you get on. That's gotta be... Well, but they don't go into a cave, unless they went into the caves on the island. And they're saying it's a big boat, so like, what the fuck is this place? You used to, the only way that you could get from the island was they had the actual, like, fucking riverboat doing it for a while. Oh, okay, okay, I know what you're talking about then. As we head out, we spot, okay, uh, of course, there's another simple path which my family takes, but I was wanting to do this. It was very fun walking across the logs, and uh, as we as I get out, we spot a bench and sit there, because damn, we tripping. We then spot a squirrel. <laughs> we spot a squirrel, squirrel that looks disgusting and scary. I thought you said squirtle. <laughs> That'd be even better at this point in the story. If you're in, on Tom Sawyer Island after this amazing tunnel adventure and you look to the side and you, you see, like, Squirtle! He's got the sunglasses on. It's squirtle Squad! 
my dad's trying to feed this squirrel and my mom takes pictures. In the pictures, it's actually just a cute squirrel that does not look intimidating at all. It then starts freaking us out and we take the boat off the island and back to where Splash Mountain is. As we walk towards Tomorrowland, I keep pointing out my rides and my dad says the wait is too long, but I didn't care. We get to Tomorrowland and decide to split up. Me and my stepsister decide to go on Space Mountain and in the line, I just see amazing visuals. When they say the lines are like a ride themselves, it's true. We have the deepest talks about human life and space and just our view on the universe. But as we do this, we keep mentioning we're on acid to each other, and it does seem like some dad and his son are looking at us weird, but who cares? Actually, don't do that. We almost got reported, but I'll get to that part. This is also, I just need to point out again, because I forgot, this is a family Yes! Well, they've split up at this point, but still, it is a family tripping at fucking Disney World. That is good shit. We then get on the ride, and it's just amazing. We couldn't stop laughing. I left so insanely, too, but it was just so fun. The whole ride actually felt real, and it was just great. As we get off, we see how funny we look in the pictures compared to everyone else and laughed not so loudly to each other. We begin to get out of this place, and as we go on the conveyor belt, it's super bouncy, and we bounce on it like crazy. Like, who couldn't while they're on acid? Am I right? You're right. We, <laughs> we then get out and go to the People Mover. The ride was very chill and just so fascinating. Yo, just to see all the lights and the little space things, and it's just so cool. This sounds like they wrote it while on acid. Hey, can we the- ask? Can we ask Dylan if he's got any contacts down there? Because the more this is happening, the more I just want to do it. Want to do LSD at Disney World? Yeah, I want to just do it. I mean, we can maybe. I'd be fine with like some Molly or something, whatever. I'm, I can bring some GURP shit. The planet's looking like they're. <laughs> no, actually I don't ever al- want to do that again, GURPS. <laughs> the planets start looking like they're actually are alive with clouds. It's just amazing. We get off more bouncy conveyor belts. I love them. My stepmother then calls us and says they want to watch the fireworks, which come on all the time during the night. We watch it, and I put on my chroma depth and other triply triply glasses on. Oh, trippy glasses on, and it's so cool. Don't matter if you bring those glasses or not, because it's still a cool show. So much color and projections. We all then proceed to Winnie the Pooh. Because everyone says it's troops, which it is. Like, it feels like everyone who's in a group of adults on that ride are on drugs, which is pretty cool. Get off, head straight to Seven Dwarf Mine Train. Now, that ride has so many colorful things you can interact with, and it just makes the line so much better and keeps you... Oh, man. The fucking, like, jewel cave... At, at like the beginning of Mind Train, that on would acid. be really cool. Like that's I'd, one of the only ones that I'd want to just like chill in line for. I'd probably leave the cart because I just want to steal one of the jewels. <laughs> okay, so we have had the same thought before. That's fine. Okay, we get on the roller coaster, and oh my god, it was so fun. There are so many smooth twists and turns, and it's not that fast. Very fun, and probably birthed more space. Birthed than Space Mountain went on acid. As we get off, we decide that Peter Pan is a good idea. I know what the weights for Peter Pan are. No. No, God. In the line, there's a part where it looks like butterflies are on you, and it's super cool. The line is a little boring when you're not not on your peak and everyone has headphones but you. A little. (laughs) Yeah. 
As we get on the ride, my my stepsister still has her headphones in, and I think she doesn't hear me, but she heard me talking to all the non-motion characters. (laughs) I felt like I was in the story. It's not that trippy, but glowy and not really worth it if you get, unless you get a fast pass. We go on Big Thunder Mountain for our last thrill, for our last ride of the night. Now that ride is a lull intense, but I love the thrill. It's super bumpy and very rough. As we get off the ride, we notice the theme park is close. Oh, that's so good. We then are leaving and my friend calls me about how she wants to fight. And just out here sending positive vibes, which is what I do all the time, but my step was freaked by the phone call and kind of had her trip go in the wrong direction and made us separate from our parents. Luckily, I had my own car, so we head out the park. As we get on the tram, we see people let us sit down and just look at us strange. Oh, no. I really was fascinated by their colored hair, and it was mom and teens. My stepsister is freaking out even more on the tram because she hears them go, Should we report them? They're obviously on drugs and aren't around their parents. At that time, I was being loud on the phone about acid, trying to calm my friends down as they're making me tense. Yeah, I'm probably stupid for that and won't ever be that loud about it again, but we finally get to my car and drive back to the hotel and finish our fun trip there. Oh, bud... That's a great story. That's also the relief she felt at the end of that getting in the car is probably something akin to what Gerp felt a few weeks ago after Los Angeles and finally getting back to Gerp's car and going, okay, we're good. We nailed it. That's fine. I'm back here. All I've got to do is the drive back. Yeah. And as long as I don't speed, I should be fine. I'll be okay. Uh, but, Tanner, this is not a podcast about theme parks. If you want a podcast about theme parks, check out Opposite Attractions on the BS Network. But it is a podcast about creativity, about making the next big thing for Hollywood. And I want to take a trip back in time, Blake, because... To the, to the Jurassic period, like those dinosaurs. Yeah, like on the railroad. No, I want to go back to the 1990s, because back in the 1990s, you didn't really need a good idea. You just had to steal a more successful idea and rebrand it for your own. Which is why today, Blake Tanner, I want, to, I want us to make our own Ninja Turtle ripoff. Like, rabid, angry... Uh, karate beavers, like shit, like that. I want to make that show. You, you do know that there was already a show called Angry Beavers, right? Bud, that was my favorite show in the entire planet, and also probably the first cosplay we should ever do. Is <laughs> Norbert and Daggett? That would be pretty fun. Well, this that's that's a different show. Daggett, ding dong. Fuck this Daggett, one is. Hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> Hug me, brother. This one That's... is ang. That was Drake and Josh. He says it on fuck. It. He says it on Angry Beavers too. Don't at me. I know this shit. So, but yeah, no, that's a different show. This one is. Ang- they're also rabid, and they're also karate masters. That's our version. It's a different animal coming to life with special supernatural powers. Is what I want to do. Um. Why don't we just get Wacky Wombats up in here and do that? Fuck, Wacky Wombats is very good. Okay, so it's a team of wombats. Are they from a planet called Wombatia? Like, what's the planet name? Because they have to be from not Earth. Yeah, they're from the mysterious, like, 
new moon of Jupiter. They yeah, find yeah, yeah. called Wombo. Yes, yes, they've named their moon the moon Wombo. And on Earth, everyone's like, you know, that's just a moon. And they're like, no, 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 you don't. That's Wombo. It, that's our sir, planet. It's a planet, sir. It, it is, is a bigger planet. than Pluto. Now it feels like we're making the villains. Like I like this as like the running joke for the villains is they keep getting frustrated because people won't show their moon the respect it deserves. That is really nice. That is a good idea, too. Maybe it's like a Vegito and Goku Wombat situation where one of them got taken off of Wombo, like, early because the planet was going to be destroyed, thrown to Earth alongside four other Wombo residents who landed here and were raised by a rat. Like, what the fuck are they... Like, It, it can't be a rat. That's already been done. Although, it's gotta be something like in... <gasps> Captain Capybara. Wait, no, okay, I like Captain Capybara, but I also like this idea that they're just raised by normal wombats. <laughs> so they've grown up to think they're wombats, and then one day, Vegeta Wombat comes to the Earth and basically activates them. So the theme song is just like, they were just five normal ro- w- wombats chilling underneath the tree. From within, inside the sky comes down a bad guy, Lucky. His name. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Keep going. His name was Dr. Wombatnik, and he was a really bad dude. But the wombats came to life that day and said, I'ma fuck you up, my dude. And they became wacky wombats. Wily wombats. It just keeps wild wombat. Wild wombat. And like, it's all four. And then it ends with like the main, the main title. But yeah, so the plot of the show. uh, Also, because you know, Wombats, they've got those very sturdy rear ends. Their butts are made of vibranium. That's the whole thing. These wombats got a fat ass. <laughs> Thick ass wombats. Thick ass wombats. So, Thick ass wombats is the show we're making today. Thick ass wombats! And it's about five sleeper cell wombat agents who were awakened one day when their dark overlord comes to try to overthrow the earth and they have to fight back against him because, oh, that maybe are wombats farm animals? <laughs> no, they're absolutely not. Who would have keep a wa- lot of wombats? Because uh, I- Like, I guess just some, I mean, they're native to Tasmania, I think. Um, so, so, like, not many people. Tasmanian farmer. Well, maybe that's the deal, is, like, the farmer took them in and was just like, I'll raise you like one of my own. Keeps them in the back, feeds them corn and chaw every day. Wait, no. No, does. Gives them chaw. One of them's really addicted to fucking spinning tobacco. So, that's... And then one day... Fucking a wombat over Dr. Wombatnik comes to Earth, lands, and tries to take over the farmstead, and the farmer's just like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Fucking yeeting themselves out from behind him. They get into a fighting formation and they're just like, Craig, what's going on? I don't know, Daryl. 
but I think this guy's bad news. Let's fuck him up. How are we speaking English now? I don't know. And then they just go on the attack and take this guy down. It's wacky wombats. Their um their attack pattern, of course, is also always them just like mooning their opponents because their butts <laughs> are the most impressive weapon in the animal kingdom. Well, see, I was thinking that could be like a secret weapon that they use at the end. That's like their megazord. Is well, they it's put when up- they combine all of them together. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's almost like a magnetic attraction. So you'll have one wombat sticking straight up, two wombats connected by ass cheeks in the middle. They operate as arms, and then two wombats at the bottom. Those are the leg wombats, and they perform the shittiest wombat megazord you've ever seen in your entire life. I really do like this because it brings up a really good opportunity to just have a scene where if they get too close to each other, they automatically just snap together like magnets. Yeah, no, 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 that's 100%. That's the truth. That's kayfabe. That's really what happens it's in like, this no, show. No, Daryl, don't get... Oh, Daryl, your butt's just attached to my face now. Now, what's the fun quirk? Because, like, the Ninja Turtles, they were trained ninjas, but also fucking loved them a a little pizza. Loved them a pizza. So what are our characters? Who, like, do we have a Michelangelo? I I think we do need to follow the mindset of Ninja Turtles. Because, obviously, a leader, you need a rebel, you need a nerdy guy, you need the party guy. And ours has five. The fifth one's, um, the acrobat. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I was... I was a gonna real say Dick that. Grayson type. The fifth one's just like I got all the drugs. <laughs> it's a drug addicted wombat. It's the one that's just constantly doing chaw. Crack wombat, baby. Maybe the fifth wombat is like their um their wild card. He's the one who they don't know what he's gonna do. Some episodes he's taking a nap. Some episodes he has a fucking full-on sword. Like, and human-sized sword. Where did you get that? Stole it? Yes. That's that's it. No, it's, where'd you get that? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Master Wombat. So what are the names? Are they named after, um, old fucking Renaissance painters, much like the Ninja Turtles, or... No, no, they're called John, Paul, George, Ringo, and Pete. Oh, was Pete the fifth Beatle that Pete's no one the remembers? Pete the fifth Beatle that no one remembers. Yeah, you got I it. I was thinking Malcolm, Angus, Bon, other Angus. <laughs> you weren't really thinking that, were you? You're just kind of coming up with them, huh? And and uh, drummer and the drummer. <laughs> From ACDC. That's my choices for the names of these boys. No, I do like your, um, maybe, well, no, because the farmer would be the one naming them. So we gotta think of something that a farmer is into. Oh, an old farmer? Gotta love the Beatles. (laughs) Maybe Willie, Hank, fucking Toby. You like how quickly I ran out of old school country singers and was like, Fucking Toby Keith, he's in that class. Um, Okay, hold on. We got... I mean, there's only... Damn it, there were only four in the... Because I was thinking we could name them Johnny, Waylon, Willie, Chris, and... Toby. Toby. Toby's the last one. Toby's the last one. So they're named after the Highwaymen and Toby Keith. (laughs) 
exactly. He's the last to be. He's the wild card. He's the one that's always going off and smoking the wacky tobacco and having fun times. That's Toby. I. You do know that Willie's in there, though, right? No, Willie's the party guy. The wild card is kind of like if you took the rebel and the party guy and mixed them together. He's like a surrogate child. <laughs> yes, he's the one they all have to take care of. Yeah, he's like a crazy, drug-addled baby that has a human-sized katana. It's like, now, I got a big sword. This this week I got a shield. Oh, shit. What if... Oh, fuck. I really like this idea now. What if the pods they come to Earth in are mech suits, and one day they discover them, and they climb inside, and they grow to be, like, these massive mech. It still looks like a wombat, but it's a mech wombat, and they're in the center of it, operating it like Pacific Rim. I really like, I like that, but maybe, maybe they're just mutant wombats, where they can turn, like, into those mech suits. Well, no, no, no. The reason why they have to discover it is because, like, that's your origin story, is they came to Earth with amnesia. They don't know about their history. It is a Goku situation, but we're more doing it from the Dragon Ball as opposed to Dragon Ball Z. So they're trying to figure out their origins, and one day they go and they find these pods, and they see a face on the outside that looks like a wombat face. They're like, what? And then they climb in a hole, and it's gotta be fucking Willy. Willy's gotta be the one who's like, guys, look what I ch- look what I found. Come on! And so then, throughout the series, it's revealed that they're from the planet Wombo. That these were actually their escape pods that also work as mech suits. It's just hey, a slow Scotty, discovery. Scotty, the the star. Uh, system that they're from is called Wombo. The the planet they're from is actually Wombo number five. No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> you, you can't... No! Not on GURP special stuff! You can't do that to me right now! <laughs> We're doing a professional podcast! No! I'm done! Wombo number five is it! We gotta stop the show! We can't go any funnier than that! <laughs> Uh, it's alright, we got one pitch in, I think we're good. Okay. Wombats from Wombo number five, baby, that's it. Now, who's the villain? Because, like, since we're not gonna have the Vegeta show up till season two, who's our villain in the first one? It's gotta be, like, like you said, the Dragon Ball comparison, it's gotta be, like, an Earth-based villain, so, like... Maybe some greedy land developers trying to take the Tasmanian farm for a coal mine. Okay. Now, keep in mind, this does mean that they have to take a civil dispute and turn it into fisticuffs very quickly as they just fight. And It's got to be an old man who's working with, like, genetic mutation and is trying to... replicate what they are because they still do talk English they do still speak English but like it's more of like a fun bar trick than anything else yeah but but it's it's, and it's through the ploy of imminent domain of the farm it's fine well I mean well that but it could also be like almost a team rocket situation of I've got to get those Pikachus and they keep trying to kidnap them and one day I know they kidnap Willie and that's when they finally discover the mech suits. And then they're like, we gotta go get Willy! And they fucking are bolting down the fucking road. Do they kidnap Willy or do they get Toby? Uh, 
Toby. Toby's outside smoking some fucking meth. <laughs> meth outside the farmer's house. And, and I uh, like to think that since it's some geneticist, like, he's got a bunch of genetically modified animals, so, like, one of them's this big fucking owl that's really smart, and it just snatches up Toby one day. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, it lands next to Toby's, and it's just like, how many puffs of the fucking crack rock does it take to make it disappear? One, One two, two, three! <laughs> there you go. How many puffs off of this crack pipe will it take to get you high as shit? <laughs> One, two, crunch! <laughs> and he fucking eats the crack pipe! <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Come with me. Yeah, immediately kidnaps him, and that's your end, is he's made his own team. And these would be, like, secondary villains throughout the series, but he's got his own team, his own Ginyu Force, if you will, of five, like, five genetically modified animals. But then, at one point, Here's the problem. He modified them when they were, like, just born. He didn't wait for them to mature to age, so they're still infants, but they're very large, terrifying infants. And at one point, the scientist bursts out of the room in a rage and goes, Babies! They're babies! Hold on, I think someone's already done that before. Let me check my records. But I watched that movie earlier today on (laughs) GURPS Secret Stuff, it's a fucking trip. It is the best movie of all time. I know I like movies that are more intellectually created, but nothing in cinema history can beat the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles going up to this creepy-ass fucking wolf and snapping turtle and being like, Eat a fucking donut! Oh no! They didn't want to eat a donut! And then Raphael gets yeeted into a vanilla ice concert where Vanilla Ice is like, fuck, we should evacuate. Actually, I can hang with this. Ninja! Ninja! Rap! And then that happens. They beat up the entire Foot Clan. You're just doing a recap of the Ninja Turtles movie, too, bud. You're just doing Secrets of the Ooze. It's so fucking good. I can't get... Shredder getting yeeted out of the building because Michelangelo played a keytar so loud it made a speaker explode. (laughs) And then Kevin fucking Nash is Shredder and he's fucking tearing down a dock and killing himself. You're just talking about the movie. I I need it to be expressed in words how this is the most beautiful ending to a film of all time. Also, looked it up earlier today. Ninja Turtles was released in 1991, meaning that this wasn't a fun promotion that they got NWO wrestler Diesel or fucking Kevin Nash as Super Shredder. This is when he was Oz. This is when Kevin Nash was struggling to do anything. And they're like, fuck, he's tall. Super Shred him. Which which movie do you think that we watch for you pay for this would be the best one to watch while tripping off your fucking gourd? Ah, oh, shit. Master of Disguise, probably, dude. Master of Disguise? I think that would be a good one. I don't know if it would be a good experience, but I really want to watch Nothing But Trouble. 
No, nothing but trouble would fuck you up so quick, my dude. I like, know. your only respite from the horrifying trip you would take would be at one moment being like, fuck, what's your, is that Humpty Hump? Oh, hey, what's up, Humpty Hump? And then you'd be good for like five minutes, and then you'd immediately revert back. Oh, shit, this is Digital Underground. Fuck yeah, man. Oh, yeah, Digital Underground. Hell oh, yeah, shit. dude. Oh, the twin baby, man. <laughs> Ah oh, fuck yeah, I'm really dick. Get her done. Ah oh, fuck, I changed the film. Damn uh, it. Bobo and little devil. Bobo and little devil. Well, we've already descended into madness, so before we go any further, Blake, I think we need to take a trip to the shell station. Ding ding, baby. <laughs> that voice you chose for the dick it was like a a ding it was like a bad doctor evil like you were a comic in like the early 2000s maybe i am well blake um i want people to go to our patreon and donate one million dollars do, 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 do. Remember Austin Powers? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Anyways, patreon.com is the website where you can go and you can support the entire BS network from Fight Boys to a load of BS. And in addition to that, you get all kinds of exclusive shows from our network. You get You Paid for This, the show where Blake and I watch terrible movies and then we commentate over them. You get Wrestling History X, a, re- a wrestling retrospective show. And you get FAQ, the show where Jim Murphy and I take a trip inside some of our favorite theme park rides, but not in LS trip because that would be illegal blake tell them about the merchandise merch.aloadofpurebs.com that's where you can buy shirts and other merchandise for all of the great shows like the ones that scotty mentioned you can get shirts you can get posters and especially our special 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 cups because we We do enjoy having we do have cups we have them and if you if you want a little bit of if you want a physical piece of the bs you could go get it there merch.aloadofpurebs.com that makes it sound like I'm selling fingers. If like, you hey, want a piece of us, you go to merch.alotapurebs.com, no questions asked. If you want that Blakey T bathwater, we got it, baby. <laughs> selling it, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is... The bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest, plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown, the plaid is plaid on the plaid, the man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid, Blake Tenor! I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, uh, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! So, Blake Tanner, we've brought my idea to the table, and it quickly descended into me ranting about how good Secret of the Ooze is. So you gotta save it. The beginning of the episode, we made a declaration. This is either gonna be the best or the worst episode. And I think at this point, I I wavered between the two. So you gotta make the decision, is this good or bad? Fuck, okay. 
Now, Scotty, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little bit of page from um, real life because I was I'm infatuated with a certain story, and that's a story about a certain pizza chain and yes. the man that started it. The but man I that think... ate thirty pizzas in the last in four the days. Four days when I ate so many pizzas, there won't be a reckoning. And actually, Scotty, that's where I want to start in our story, in the story of Papa John. He's so scary. He's so scary and oily and unnerving to look at. He's a horrifying and, like, scary, scary man who has done a lot of bad things. Yeah. Um, but, Scotty, I think that we need to start, not from the beginning. Okay. But from the beginning of the end. Oh, I thought you were going to say something like, we start at the end, and it's a memento story about Papa John waking up one day with nothing but pizza all over him. And he's like, I guess I ate 30 pizzas in the last four days. What's happened? Oh, I ate 30 pizzas. Oh, no. No, 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 Scotty. This is... All right. I'm going to take you back in time a little bit, though. And the year is... The late 90s, early 2000s, whenever this man played for the L.A. Lakers. Oh, fuck it. Wait, Papa John's played for the Lakers? What? No, no, no. This isn't when it's... This isn't about Papa John's yet. Papa John. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? Also, you can't talk shit on me for being, like, talking about the end of Ninja Turtles when we're about to do a Papa John's career retrospective. (laughs) No, we're not. We're going to make a movie out of it. Because oh. I need you to help me make a movie about the downfall. First of all, we're going to do the downfall. And if we have time, we're going to do the prequel. Oh, I'm doing re- research right now. I looked up funny stories about Papa John's and I got, did you mean Papa John racist? Or <laughs> Papa, did you mean Papa John fired? Did you mean what happened to Papa John? No, 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 because... This starts at the very end of a harrowing basketball game, and you see like this uh this one player, you don't see his face, and he's just throwing these shots, he's doing everything he's can, he's getting all the points, and then shows them victorious. It's the Lakers, it's the late nineties, it's right at their some of their best times in the world. They did it. Aaron Carter finally beat Shaquille O'Neal. It was so great. Actually, no, I think Shaq played for the Lakers. For No, it was the opposite. Shaq finally hey, got the win. Hey, stop fucking stepping on the reveal, bitch! <laughs> he got the win back, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, he did. Because it it like it pans up to their after party, they're all having a good time. And then, like, one of the guys says, yeah, I got some Papa John's pizza. And you hear a voice goes, well, I've never had Papa John's pizza. Let me try that. What? How did Shaq go that long without having Papa John? I don't know if he did. It's just the story, dude. Hey, look, man. I didn't have no Papa John's. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a Pizza Hut motherfucker through and through. Let me have a bite of this. Fuck, that's some good pizza. (laughs) That's really good pizza. Oh, my God. And he just cuts to Shaquille O'Fucking-Neal. Shaq just, like, getting all in on this good pizza. He's like, what? What's this fucking pepper doing, man? Hold on, wa- crump. All we're doing right now is setting up the backstory for the movie I want to pitch, which is Shaq versus Papa John, Dawn of Crustus. That's what we're getting to, bud. Because this is, <laughs> this is fucking A New Hope right here. Oh, God. This is the fucking first of three trilogies. 
<laughs> because this is when Shaquille O'Neal decides to buy his first Papa John's franchise. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at this point, like, he starts to deal with all the corporate stuff of being a franchise owner. Except, like, there's something corporate is just breathing down his neck for some reason. It's like he can't catch a break. It's like they're always sending inspectors and stuff. And then one day, after, like, doing everything just right... Smoke starts going through the door of Shaq's pizza restaurant because he took a hiatus from the Lakers just to run this pizza restaurant, I guess. I don't know. In Atlanta, because that's where all his stores are. Can I just say, my favorite part about all of this is the sheer big dick energy and the sheer gravitas of, I've got a lot of money that it takes to be like, fuck, this is some good pizza. I'm gonna buy one. And he did! That's what he fucking did! No, my favorite is the people around him had to have been like, well, no, no, we got p- plenty of pizza. There's more in the back. You can just go in the back and get some. No. No, no, you don't understand. I'm going to buy a whole motherfucker. I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to buy a pizza. I'm going to buy a whole motherfucker. I'm just going to buy a whole one for me. Yeah. <laughs> they make Shaq's all my special pizza. pizza. And so it's like Shaq behind the counter in his Papa jo- like in his uniform, and then Smoke comes in, and then flanked by two men in pepperoncini outfits is the Papa himself, and it's a it's an intense stare down, and boom, that's the cliffhanger from the first movie. Papa John, I thought I smelled your insufferable scent as soon as I was brought on board. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> the Papa John said it would never it would never condone such an act. Jesus fucking Christ. No, my favorite part about it was the fact that I was taking a hit of vape to do a joke and then I heard yours crank up and I was like, oh no. Oh fuck. So end of the first film in this trilogy. You which, are by a the traitor way, and a Pizza Hut spy. Take him away. To the pizza hut spy! <laughs> so, wait, hold on. Wait, like, what the, f- what the fuck? Or, so is the sequel now going to be at the end revealed that, like, Papa John is beating Shaq down with a massive pizza box, and he's just like, fucking... <laughs> LeBron never told you what happened to your father, did he? <laughs> He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, Shaq. I am your father. No! (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, no. That's physically impossible, man. Yeah. We've, I like we are now both like, oh, we're firmly in the bad episode camp. Let's just go all the way in. We're all the way in now. We're so far in it. And this is just... Okay, so now now we've got to think, uh, the Papa Strikes Back is how Shaq, like, is beaten down by Papa John's, uh, maybe not literally, I don't want to go literal on this, but, like, how he's, uh, basically just, like, emotionally destroyed by the actions of the Papa until one day something happens. What happens that uh, turns Shaq around on the Papa? That gets, well, Shaq that... actually uh, has to go to a far-off island to train with uh, with Dota, <laughs> the greatest pizza master of all time. No, boss, he's just got to train with an old 
I don't know if they're friends or not, but colleague, I guess it was another big basketball man who could stretch his arm out real good. No, no, because he's having to learn about pizza. He's already trained with Michael Jordan. That's in the prequels. We worry about that for the prequels. This is about Dota. This is about Dota teaching him just like, mmm, put a little semolina you do underneath it. Gives nice crunch to it. Mm. Oh, no, that's the big reveal. Dota is actually Grandpa John. What? Oh, my God, what? Go fuck up my boy. (laughs) (laughs) My son you must kill. (laughs) Now, is there a Dark Lord working behind Papa John this whole time? Because, wait a minute. Can we flip shit around and have Shaq be the bad guy of this trilogy? And Papa John be Palpatine? Palpatine? Palpatine John? And then, like, at the end of it, Shaq is like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do this. Take off my mask so I can look on you with my real pizza face. Well, who who would the hero be? Um, fucking... Ah, shit, what would the Luke parallel be? It would have to be Shaq's kid. And I don't think there's anything funny about that. I think it's just Shaq's Jack's kid. <laughs> Wait a minute, what if it's Daddy Shaq? Which is my favorite Bill Murray movie. What if it's Daddy Shaq this whole time and Papa John's is working behind him? Oh, I really, I kind of like that. Yeah, Daddy Shaq. Alright, also, I have found a fucking great photo of Papa John on on Reddit. Wait, hold on. Papa John's, Papa John is the, like, the emperor figure in all of this. Oh yeah, but he's always acting through his liaison, a, a little boy by the name of Aaron Carter. Oh yes, no, Aaron's got to be like the Boba Fett of the affair. Aaron has no loyalties to one side or the other. He is there to get paid, get out, and want candy. That's all he says is I want candy. But yeah, I've and then very- in the end, he gets like shot into a giant sentient pizza that eats him. <laughs> Uh, but I did find the greatest photo of shit-faced Papa John I think I've ever seen. Because he looks like he's falling. He looks like he's falling mid-photo. And the first comment on it is, I live in the same area where Papa John lives. One time we had to have a cable technician come to our house to fix our internet service. He works all over the town and told us about his time fixing Papa John's internet at the mansion. He confirmed that he is a giant asshole. That sounds about right. I have been into his house and can confirm that his garage floor rotates. That doesn't come close to the douchiest thing in the house, however. The 37-foot-tall statue-slash-fountain of an eagle that greets you in the foyer when you walk in takes the cake. It's so massive, the house had to be built around it. Oh, fuck, this is so good. This is so good, because now we're slowly building, like, his his mansion. Like, this is his part in the Death Star. Definitely has to have this giant eagle, and the eagle comes to life, and he can ride on it sometimes. Exactly, and that's how Shaq, that's why Shaq has to beat him at the climax by shooting a, uh, a basketball right down the trench run, as yes! it were. 
Uh, fuck that guy, man. Another comment. A friend of mine used to work at a corporate store near where John lived. Papa John came in to commend an employee on his 20 years of service and gives him a fucking coupon for a free pizza. He said Papa John would always show up in a limo with his buddies and be super douchey. He'd look around the store until he found something that was a little bit dirtier out of place, point it out, take his free pizza, and then leave. Seriously, Fuck that guy. That's a big asshole energy right there, man. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm yeah. feeling it. Like, we could work all of this in, too. Holy shit. This dude worked for Papa John's for like six years. He's listing off everything he's learned about working at Papa John's. We need to bring him as, as a consultant. I would like to hear that because I'd like to... Not that I can confirm or deny any of those things, but I'd like to hear it. Well, I think he works at a store, not... Yeah. Hey, I go to a lot of those stores, bud. When he fucked over his employees on Obamacare, that was the first last time I ever ordered a pizza from him. I have to change the channel every time one of his commercials comes on now because I can't stand his smug little face. He has the most punchable face. This is why you work for an independent franchisee, not that I know anything like that. Because <laughs> Like Shaquille O'Neal, if you're in the Atlanta area and you work in um, a Papa John's, you're most likely working in a Shaq store. How hard do you think it would be for us to go, like, find Shaq at one of them? If we know where he's gonna be, we just have to start trolling through those bad boys till we just lock up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to multiple different Papa John. We this would be if we did like a fun, goofy YouTube channel. That would be one of our videos. Like we went to every Shack Papa John's in Atlanta. No heartburn. What? And the thumbnail is both of us being like, "Hey," with our tongues sticking out. Well, no, no, with Shack in the middle. Like, oh, we found him. Yeah, no, no, it's, yeah, he's in the middle, we're pointing to him, but it's clearly just a different man, and we photoshopped Shaq's face onto him. <laughs> that is very much it, and I'm so glad this went off the rails as bad as it did. This is why I want to do, like, get more Patreon money, so we can both, well, I mean, you, quit your job, and do this full-time, because the BS YouTube channel would get buck wild. Very quickly. It would go from like, oh, they just post their podcasts every once in a while and that's about it, to be like, they went to every single uh, fucking mini golf course in Panama City Beach and didn't play on any of them. They just went to the front of each one of them. Yeah, they just talked in front of it. The, the attendant looked really annoyed. They flew to every Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill in America in the span of 48 hours. Oh, man, I wish we had money. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Please give us money so we can do dumb YouTube things. That's the real pitch this week is like, hey, we'll do better stuff. Just let us do better stuff, please. I just, yeah, this is your whole bit, because uh, we have run out of things to talk about. We're just filling time until it gets to the end of the episode now. I, I legitimately Googled funny Papa John stories, hoping there'd be something like Papa John showed up real drunk at my house and he pissed on my dog. No, instead it was nothing but like, fuck Papa John, Papa John can eat my entire asshole. And I was like, oh, okay. That's why I'm a Pizza Hut boy. I'm telling you, that's why. Even though 
all of them are trash. I love the food. Every Pizza Hut is trash. I've never been to a good Pizza Hut. No, that's understandable. From what I've seen, most of these big pizza chains have a hard-ass time keeping it clean back up there. Oh, dude, the, the Pizza Hut that just reopened here, I legitimately pull up to the window to get my pizza. They look out at me. And then just turn away. <laughs> and then just ignore me. Straight up ignore me. And I spend 15 minutes in the fucking car before they open the window. Hey, what's the order? It's for more. I ordered it seven hours ago. Oh, yeah, that's going to take like 15 more minutes. Oh, do you want me to pull around so you can help the people behind me? No, just sit right there for 15 minutes. Okay, cool, Pizza Hut. That's cool. There, there is no better way to telegraph. Fuck, I forgot to make this bastard's order. All right. Well, All right, Tanner. Well, this this episode crashed and burned. Yeah, it's it's down there, but we've almost made it. But first things first, what was awesome this week? Um, you know, I had a few awesome things this week. Just little things. Um, mostly, I mean, it was this like weekend was like. In the upper 50s and low 60s, so I could just, like, go outside and not hate everything. I genuinely, the way you were saying it sounded like you were setting up a big reveal. You are like, oh, I had a few good things that were awesome this week. And I was waiting for you to be like, and I won a car. What? From what? Just new car. Random old man looked like Adam Sandler came up to me and said, here's a car, sonny. Take it. And then I'm like, that's definitely Adam Sandler in makeup. But I didn't care. I got a car. I got that uncut gym shit. It's pretty great, man. Another awesome thing. Like, the weather was fucking awesome. I got, I had a lot of good outside times doing stuff. But, um, another thing is good financial planning. Because I'm in a place in my life where I can actually financially plan out a few months in advance. And, like, just a few days ago, I spent a ton of money paying off, like, all of the stuff that I planned to pay off. Like, all my loans, all my payments, I paid off my rent, all in the same day. And I've still got plenty of money till my next payday. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, man, I can plan out my next few months, definitely, because I don't have a job. So I'm like... Alright, take that tax return, stretch it out as far as it'll go. Go as far as it'll go. Don't worry about Dragon Con. I know we've got like a $1,200 hotel booked. You'll figure it out. It's okay, buckaroo. (laughs) Well, Blake, what's awesome for me this week is GURP special stuff. Um, let me tell you about this good, good special stuff I've been been enjoying. Um, here's the thing. I've realized my relationship with it is very much like my relationship with hard liquor, which is when I first started, I was like, oh, it's a beverage. So obviously eight ounces is the normal amount for people to consume. No, you learn your limits because I, my what I ingest it with is like this little, uh, it's a vape basically, but it'll tell you how many seconds you've inhaled for. And I'm legitimately counting like, all right. 0.25 seconds is a bit too much. 0.18 seconds, just enough. 0.10, oh, you'll barely feel anything. That's where I'm at right now. And, like, I went to sleep last night without a phone in my hand and any audio playing. I was able to silence the demons in this old brain of mine long enough for me to actually just peacefully go to sleep last night. It was so baller. It just... 
it makes me feel relaxed and it makes me feel nice. Like I've talked on the show before about the problems I've had with GURP special stuff in the past because those were times where I had a lot of GURP special stuff and also the Alabama version that probably has like rat shit in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like toad skin and meth. Like it's all in there. That's I probably just have been doing meth when I tried it here. That's probably the issue I've had at hand. It was just meth. It wasn't. I wasn't even smoking a plant. It was just meth. It was just full-on meth. And then an owl came down next to me and bit the pipe. Crunch that boy up. Crunch that pipe. Oh, man, I wish I could do some special stuff. I mean, you want to have a mandate this weekend? You want to do a little mandate? We got, the, we got both kids, Minnie. I don't want to be at home. Uh, <laughs> I got Saturday free, yeah. Just come yeah, on down, we're gonna fuck it up. Fuck yeah! I have no money, meaning we're just gonna stay at your house and probably watch Star Wars. I would be so fucking down for that. I got Disney Plus, baby. Fuck yeah! We've made plans, and you know what? I'm already gonna tease. That's probably what's gonna be awesome next week. But for now, Blake, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter, you can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube, and you can find me here on the BS Network on this podcast right here, a load of BS. You can find me every week on Fight Boys. You can find us on the uh, all the wrestling-based stuff that we do, too, and, of course, the e-audio drama Deviant. Which just had its seventh episode. We are three episodes away from the season one finale. Fuck. <laughs> Just like, wow, it happened. Let me put it this way. Deviant had such a troubled production process that I pitched a panel for Podcast Movement this year. And it was just called How Not to Do an Audio Drama, Everything I Learned Creating Deviant. <laughs> so check that show out. It's super awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And you can buy all my books on Amazon. Just look up Scotty Moore and you can find it there. And you can find all the shows we are talking about, including Deviant, online at a load of pure BS dad cab. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brassholes for our theme song, Ric Flair. They have uh, been doing uh, releases for their new album, Battle Weapon. And it's some good shit. Check out their YouTube, Tom McGuire and the Brassholes, if you want to... Get some, uh, listen in on some of the stuff they're working on. Yeah. If you like funk, if you like soul, if you like Scottish lads just fucking shit up, then I, I, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes is for you. Yeah. And apparently, like, George Clinton is getting done, like, performing live. And apparently Tom's gonna be on one of George Clinton, Godfather of Funk's last shows. Holy shit, that's big. That is really funny. Fucking good, dude. Yep. So check out Tom. Make sure to support Tom. And remember to support us, whether that be on Patreon, by picking up some merch, or most importantly, just go into iTunes, click that five stars, and leave a comment and let us know. And as always, make sure to send in your pitches at a load of pure BS at gmail.com. We might actually do it on the show because as we've shown tonight, The well's running dry. We're running out very, very quickly. So we need your ideas to keep the show going. Send it to us through email at a load of pure BS at gmail.com. Or if you want, you can just find us on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes. And we will see you next week.